Hello, you dirty, filthy whore bags. Welcome back to another episode of Queen's Table. It's your girl, Queen S, and I'm coming to you with another episode of Table Talk. If you have not already read the description, today's Table Talk is all about cheaters, okay? Cheaters never prosper, okay? Cheaters never prosper. And I've been wanting to talk about this uh, with you guys for a while, actually. Well, prior to it Prior to my podcast being on Apple, it was on SoundCloud. And so I want to talk about this prior, never came about. But last night, Lexi, myself, and Ashley, shout out to y'all bitches, we had a very refreshing and very interesting conversation along the lines of cheating. And so I just felt like that was just God confirming, like, Sandra, it's time for you to talk. Okay. So um, we're just going to jump right into it. So last night in our group chat, um, Lexi sent a thread. Okay. So I'm just going to read both of the tweets first. So the first tweet said the men- the mentally strongest men have sexual discipline and control. The wisest men know that if they have a good woman, they don't need anything on the side. People say that it's just human nature to not be monogamous. Just don't have those things in control, which is a big flag. If a woman is telling you, I know you're a man and men cheat, just don't bring nothing back home. She actually doesn't think very highly of you or herself. She thinks you're a slave to your dick. And she also doesn't think that a man being loyal to her is very realistic. Okay. So when this picture was sent to the group chat, of course, once again, I love to hear other people's opinions. I love to, you know, take different perspective. And so we all agreed that, um, as a whole, Women should think for themselves, you know, prior to them being in a relationship or whatever the case is. However, I stated that I think as a culture, we handicap women into believing that ultimate success is having a man when ultimate success is your own happiness without it being geared towards a designated person. I've learned that men and women aren't taught to be independent. And that's why people are constantly trying to force relationships out of fear of being alone. That fear is because we are taught that being alone means that there's something wrong with you instead of being taught that in order for you to know yourself, you have to be comfortable being alone sometimes. And so Lexi stated, if a man doesn't know how to communicate how he feels, then yes, I feel he will cheat. Or if he vows you sex more than his partnership with you, then yes, he will cheat as well. So I stated, but that message is steered from not wanting to be alone if you rather settle for whatever comes as long as it doesn't come back to you with it. There are many women who have that mindset, oh, he's coming home to me, so it doesn't matter what he does. But why would you feel like that's all you're worthy of if it's not just if it's not that? It's a fear of being alone. The fear of being single and labeled as damaged and not being able to bas- bounce back is worse than actually having a partner who thinks highly of you. And so with this conversation, you know, we did go on and had a beautiful, beautiful conversation, but um, I wanted to kind of stop there because it kind of goes to the points that I already was going to talk about. So when it comes to cheating and, you know, and this is just all from my own personal experiences, my own personal opinion, you know, you could agree to disagree, but however, you know. We all know I'm going to talk my shit, okay? (laughs) So when it comes to cheating, I just want to start off and just kind of just start to the why. So why cheat? You know, why cheat if you could just walk away? Why cheat if, you know, there's other fishes in the sea? Why not just leave me alone prior to you cheating? And so 
the things that I've realized when it comes to people who cheat with to the people who cheat in general is that sometimes it is genuinely geared towards their previous relationship patterns. I've met guys, I've met women who have been in relationships where their relationship, although they were quote unquote together, they both equally cheated, whether that was texting somebody else, whether that was going out with somebody else, whether that was actually going and having sex with somebody else, you know what I'm saying? And then you also have people who have insecurities that comes from their own issues that ultimately forces them to cheat as well. So what I mean about insecurities is, you know, you not thinking that you're good enough in whatever way, shape, form, or fashion. And so the example that I used was, you know, there's men out there that they get some sort of gratification from, you know, hearing their woman moan and groan or whatever the case is. And, you know, he may have a woman who he loves and adores, but she doesn't give him that sexually. And instead of him having those conversations and communicating to her and telling her like, hey, you know, sexually, I feel like I'm not pleasing you. Sexually, I feel like, you know, I don't hear you. I don't, I don't hear, you don't give me anything for me to think that, you know, I'm pleasing you. So how can we fix this? They go to their ex, they go to whomever, whatever the case is, instead of, you know, trying to find a resolution and solution. And then you also have a major reason why most people cheat is lack of substance in one's current relationship, whether that means emotionally, whether that means financially, physically, sexually, spiritually, you know, all of those things have to be taken into account and you kind of have to own up to your own faults and your own shortcomings and you have to take your L's when it comes to that situation. And so I'm going to be very transparent with you guys on this episode, you know, for the people who know, y'all know, for the people that y'all don't, I mean, y'all don't. But, you know, this is this is Queen's table, so there's nothing that's off the table. So, I could use myself as an example. So, my last serious relationship, well, my last, yeah, my last serious relationship, um, he cheated on me. And the way that he cheated on me was just so trifling-like. Just so trifling, 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 trifling. And so, you know, just a quick background. So when me and him started talking, he didn't have nothing to his name. You know, he didn't have nothing. He was homeless. You know, he was trying to figure out himself. He just left a terrible relationship where his ex cheated on him the entire time that they were together, you know, and she basically degraded him as a man. She just made him just not think highly of himself at all. And so when we started talking and we started dating and stuff like that, I moved him into my house and, you know, I, what's the word I want to use? I made him become a man again. You know, I allowed him to find himself through staying with me. So when he was staying with me, you know, I handled all my responsibilities. I took care of myself there. You know, of course, he would, you know, offer to put gas in my car. Of course, he would offer to bring food and do all that other stuff. But it was never 
I never needed or want anything from him. You know what I'm saying? And the main reason why was because I was a friend to him prior to us doing anything else. So I wanted him to be at a place where you no longer have to rely on a woman. You no longer have to feel like, you know, a woman is defining, you know, you as a man. Like you have to find the man in yourself again. You have to find your purpose. You have to find what you like, what you don't like, whatever the case is. And so through this relationship, I provided a safe space for him to nurture his emotions, nurture his feelings, you know, I've seen this man boohoo cry. I've seen this man, you know, upset. You know, he told me about his mommy issues, his daddy issues, you know, um, lack of emotions that he got from either side. You know what I'm saying? So our relationship was pretty much like, I want to say a therapy, a, a therapeutic relationship for him. And so, um, through our relationship as well, I had to learn about myself. I had to learn like what I will and will not accept because there was a lot of things in our relationship that I never thought that I would have accepted from somebody and I and I accepted it from him. You know what I'm saying? And I just girl, child, listen. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking y'all, okay? <laughs> I was in love. I was, I, I, you know, I wouldn't even think I was in love. I was in love with being in love. I was in love with the thought of love. That's what I would say. I was in love with the thought of love that I was settling for him. You know what I'm saying? And so in our relationship, he cheated on me three times. And the three different times that he cheated on me, I knew better, but I, I didn't, I wouldn't say I didn't care because I did care because after the first time it was kind of like, "Mm." and then after the second time I was like, "Uh uh-uh. And then the third time was like, okay, now you're doing too much. But I will say me staying in that relationship was partially me relying on the opinions of others around me. You know, people will always tell me, oh my God, Sandra, I can't wait for you to actually be happy in a relationship or I can't wait until, you know, you find somebody to call your own and all sorts of stuff. So in this relationship, although like for me personally, it was very, I wouldn't say toxic, but it was very just draining. I stayed because I wanted, I I didn't want to be by myself. I didn't want to jump from, you know, basically having my man in my house waking up going to sleep, if we want to get up and go to the movies, if we want to get up and go for a drive, you know, if we want to just enjoy each other's company. I didn't want all that to just end in a quick of an eye, like a blink of an eye. So I settled, you know, and so with him, there was red flags throughout our relationship that I ignored because I didn't want to be by myself. I didn't want, I didn't want the reality of knowing like, damn, you know, I could end all of this tomorrow. Like I could literally say, I don't want to do this anymore. And he'll walk away. And then what, you know what I'm saying? And so the first time he cheated, we were laying down in bed and, um, his phone was going off. Like his phone was just going off, going off, going off, going off. And, you know, I tapped him. I was like, yo, somebody's, somebody's calling you. Like somebody's calling you because side note, 
I'm not going to touch your phone. I'm not going to go through your phone. I'm not going to text. I'm not going to do nothing. None of that. Because at the end of the day, it was done in dark. It's going to always come to the light. That's number one. Number two, I don't pay your bills. And even if I do pay your bills, that's evasion of privacy for me. Like, I'm not going to go snooping around. I'm not going to do none of that. So, tapped him, whatever the case is. He got up. He ran to the bathroom. He ran to the bathroom, came out, went to the went to the closet, started getting dressed. I'm sitting here just like, where the fuck you going? Like, you just, you just, what? Like, where the fuck you going? And so, he's like, I'll be right back or whatever. And so he got up, left, came back, and I was like, where'd you go? He was like, oh, such and such was in the hospital. Such and such is his ex-girlfriend. So he was like, such and such is in the hospital. And, um, and um, you know, I went to go see her. And I was like, why'd you go see her? No, I was like, first of all, as I said, is she okay? He's like, yeah, she's okay. And then I was like, why'd you go see her? And he was like, Oh, because she had me as her emergency contact, whatever. So I told him, I said, listen, you know, I understand that this is an ex. I understand you really loved her and you cared for her and all the other stuff. And you want to be there for her. However, you can't be that accessible to her. Because if you're that accessible to her, then she's going to think that she still has you. And if she still has you, then you can go. There will be no feelings, no hurt feelings, no nothing. You can go. And he was like, nah, it's not like that. Blah, 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 blah. First and foremost, that's a red flag. Because... You already made up your decision when you came back into the room by getting dressed. You didn't ask for my opinion. You didn't ask for my say-so. You didn't try to validate my feelings. You didn't try to explain yourself. You didn't try to make me come to a place of understanding. None of that. You feel me? But once again, these are red flags that I knew and ignored. Okay? So, second red flag. So, the second red flag is... um. We, my phone was broke or my phone was dead. And I asked to use his phone to text my mom. And when I went to go and his messages, he had her message right behind my message. And it was on do not disturb. And the last message was the heart eyes, the laughing emoji, the kissy face, and some other ones. And the wet emoji. And so when I opened it, that was his response to her dudes. Right? So I ain't say nothing. So I gave him his phone back. And I waited about 15, 20 minutes because he was dropping me off at work. So I waited about 15, 20 minutes. So he dropped me off at work. And so when he when he dropped me off at work, I waited about 15, 20 minutes. And then I texted him and I was like, y'all are cute. And then I put her name. I said, you and her, y'all are cute. Y'all conversation is real cute. And so he was like, I have nothing to say or whatever. So when he came and got me, when he came and got me or whatever, I got in the car didn't say nothing, didn't open my mouth, didn't hoop, didn't holler, didn't scream, didn't yell, none of that, okay? And so when we got home, I went to the room, got my clothes, took a shower, took the extra sheet, and I took my happy ass on the couch, and I went to sleep, okay? And so I was woken up because I felt... I felt his face, like, in my face. You know, like, sometimes when you sleep and you, like, feel the body, like, you feel somebody's body in front of you. So I felt him in front of me. So I opened my I opened my eyes, and he's, like, looking at me, like, looking like a damn sad puppet. And so he was like, can we talk? And so I'm like, there's nothing to talk about because we wouldn't be having this conversation if I didn't have to use your phone. So there's nothing to talk about. And so he started crying. He was boo-hoo crying, like 
somebody died, like boohoo crying, snotted nose, everything. Like, please, Sandra, please, Sandra, please talk to me. Please talk to me. Like, I know I fucked up. I know I messed up. Just please talk to me. I said there's nothing to talk about because, once again, we wouldn't be having this conversation if I did not need to use your phone. So, the purpose of this dialogue <laughs> is pointless. You feel me? And so, I got up to go to the bathroom and, like, he came up behind me. Like he, like he came up behind me or whatever the case is. And he was like, please, Sandra, please talk to me. Please talk to me. And so I turned and I looked at him. I said, listen, that's how I'm going to ask you two questions. Two questions. That's, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to just ask you two questions. I said, did you fuck her? He said, no. I said, do you want to fuck her? He said, no. <laughs> I walked out of the bathroom and I went to the room and I laid down. And I left it as that. Because, once again... When when you get when you allow when you allow certain things to happen and you don't nip it in the butt, then every single time that a situation presents itself again, it's going to always get worse. Okay. When you when you get to a place in your relationship where you feel like you were cheated on or you feel like you know. You call him texting other girls or you call him sending nudes or whatever the case is. Being cheated on, it, it it brings out insecurities that you never knew that was in you because it was never your insecurities. You know what I'm saying? And so with him, it was as if I became the punching bag because he once was the punching bag. And so with me, I didn't realize that I was allowing him to bring out all of these insecurities of me feeling like I can't do better or feeling like I needed him more than anything else because I didn't. Because once again, I was bringing substance to him. I was bringing him everything. I was making sure that he was straight. It wasn't a give and take relationship. There was no pro in this situation for me opposed to all the pros for him. You know what I'm saying? And so... With that being said, you are responsible for your feelings. You are responsible for what you allow because what you allow is what will continue. And the more that you allow certain situations to happen, the worse that the situations are going to present itself. Because number one, he went to her rescue. Okay, when she got into her accent, her, her accident, her fender bender, whatever the case is, we had a conversation about it. And I told him to nip that shit in the butt. Then you are sending news. Oh, well, she is sending news to you and you're co-signing it by responding. And you knew what you was doing because you had it on do not disturb. So when it comes down to cheaters never prosper or people cheating and stuff like that, what you allow is what will continue. And it's going to always get worse. And you have to ask yourself, is that person being there worth more than you losing yourself over it? Because I'm not even going to lie to you. I lost myself in that relationship. I lost who I was as a woman. I lost who I was. I lost myself. Like I literally was giving him everything and it still was not good enough. You know, I made sure that he had a roof over his head. I made sure that he had a safe haven. Like I made sure that I nurtured his feelings and made sure that I gave him what she could not give him, but it, it didn't matter. You feel me? And so the final straw was 
I had a conversation with him, whatever the case is. And I was like, you know, this is not going anywhere. You kind of, you got to go. Like you got to go. If you and not, if you and me, if you really want to work on us, like you got to go, like you got to get out, you got to go and get your own. You, it's time to fly basically. And so he went and go get his own place or whatever. And coming from a place where you see your man every single day, every waking day up to down to nothing, I checked him about it. I'm like, yo, this is this is this is what we're not gonna do. Like, you're not gonna play with my face like this. And of course, after the conversation, there was minimum to no effort, so I cut that off. And so I wanna say we stopped talking Sunday and then by Thursday he was out and about with her kissing her in front of me and also the just disrespectful shit. So I had to check him out to put his ass right back in his motherfucking place. But after that he reached out to this person, reached out to that person, telling everybody that he wants to talk to me and he wants to apologize about everything. I ain't shed not one tear over this boy because, and, and, and that's crazy because the whole entire time that all of this was going on, mind you, I'm very emotional when it comes to my significant other. Like, I'm emotional in general when it comes to people that I care about, but my man, like, I'm very protective of my man because... You're a reflection of me. What you allow is what you will allow others to do too. So when it came to him, I couldn't get to my I couldn't get to a place of feeling so upset that I was crying or get to a place where I felt weak or I felt unworthy or I felt like I did something wrong or anything of that sort because I knew all of these things that were transpiring were things that I knew I did not deserve. I knew that this wasn't for me, but I did not want to be alone. You know, I thought that, okay, this comes with it. This comes with relationships, relationships has highs and lows, whatever the case is, and blase, blase. But when you get to a certain place as a person, when you get to a certain place as a woman, when you get to a certain place as a man, you know what you will allow, what you won't allow. And so when somebody continuously play with your face, continuously try your face, continuously play with your emotions, there's no tears. There's just like, okay, good riddance. And that's that's literally how it was. Like I remember this day like it was yesterday. You know, we were at um, our coworker's birthday party. And he seen me and drunk a whole bottle of Hennessy. Whole bottle of Hennessy. Just gulp, 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 gulped it down. And I was outside with my homegirl or whatever the case is. And he came outside, couldn't even walk, couldn't even talk, couldn't even do nothing. And he was so drunk. And he was like, Sandra, please talk to me. Please, please, Sandra, please talk to me. Please talk to me. Please talk to me. And so, you know, we went and go sat by the, by the car. And he was trying to touch me. He was trying to, I said, please, please, sir, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Keep to yourself. Keep all your hands and feet and all objects to yourself. Don't touch me. Please don't touch me. And so, you know, he was boo crying. His nose was running, snot a nose, everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> like apologizing, apologizing, asking for another chance. He was like, he doesn't know why he does what he does, and and there's nobody like me, and I'm I, I've been the only person that actually gave a fuck about him, and you know she was just always there, and I was like, what do you mean she was just always there? You know, you know where to find me, and so he was like, 
you know, he doesn't know why he did what he did. Blase, 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 blase. I told him we ain't got nothing else to talk about, and that was that. So, you know, and later on, she tried, child, listen, I'm just going to leave it as that. But, you know, with that being said, even though he was crying and he was doing all of this and he was doing all of that, all of those, all of that didn't matter to me because I already heard that story before. I already heard that story before when it was just nudes. Now it's actual facts. Now it's actual, you know, y'all two interacting with one another, you know, concrete proof. So when it comes down to it, cheaters never prosper. And I feel like ultimately speaking, it comes down to many different scenarios. And with the why cheating and, you know, past relationship patterns and their own personal insecurities coming out and the lack of substance that there is in the current situation, those things do come into factor when it comes to why people cheat. You know, in his past relationship with his ex, she cheated on him the whole entire time that they were in their relationship. So now that he is in a new relationship and it's the other way around and there's somebody who's nurturing his feelings because he was the one nurturing her... He then in turn became her and I became him and the lack of substance in our relationship was he felt as if he could not talk to me the way that he could talk to her. And the reason why he couldn't talk to me the way that he could talk to her is because there was nothing that he could tell me that I couldn't have fixed. And so he felt more comfortable going to her because she knows the broken him. She knows the new and improve him. You know, she sees him as this well put together person who got his head on straight, who's losing weight, who's happier, who's healthier. And she's like, who is making you this happy? Who is making you like this? Who's doing this? Who is doing that? And so she started to mimic those behaviors that I was bringing to him. And for him, because that love for her was still there, that love for her was still marinating. It was like, oh my gosh. So maybe I can get the best of both worlds. Maybe she can be like a Sandra to me. Maybe she can give me what Sandra gave me too, you know? And then of course it was the harsh reality of knowing that you can't have the best of both worlds. You can't have me and have somebody else. And he couldn't make a decision for himself. So I ultimately made a decision for myself, but you know, now actually they're together, they're back together. They look happy or, you know, they look well put together. They look, they look good, you know, and I'm not going to knock nobody down. I'm not going to do anything, but I do know that the man that he is today is a reflection of the man that he was with me and the man that I built for her. You know what I'm saying? And so because he was able to nurture himself in a way of being vulnerable with me, he knew how to be vulnerable with her. And because they had those pillow talks and they had those conversations behind closed doors, which I later found out about, when it came to what we had going on, she found a way to duplicate me in a sense, to get him, quote, quote, get him back. But, you know, to each his own, he was beneath me regardless. But I'm saying this to say this. When it comes down to it, if you know that 
in your relationship after whatever situation occurs, whether it's cheating, whether it's the lying, whether it's the manipulation, whether it's whatever, and you guys have a conversation, you guys come to a common agreement, you guys come to a common term, like, hey, this is my wrongdoings in this situation. This is your wrongdoings in this situation. How can we move forward? And the situation stays the same, then you cannot correct those wrongdoings. Those wrongdoings are no longer your fucks to give. Those wrongdoings are no longer in your control. And the more that you stay where you are not getting that gratification back, where where your insecurities are being brought to light and not being nurtured and not being nipped in the butt, you're going to constantly lose yourself in those relationships. And Ultimately speaking, the longer that you stay in these relationships where these men are cheating on you, where these men are diminishing your light, when they're devaluing you and make you feel like you're not good enough, you are changing how vulnerable you will be the next time around. And that's not fair to you. That's not fair to your growth. That's not fair to where God is trying to take you if you're allowing somebody to tell you what type of love you deserve when you know what type of love you deserve, you know what I'm saying? And I knew the entire time that we were together that I could do better than him, that I was going to do better than him, that I will always do better than him, but I stayed because he was just still there, you know? And we're taught that ups and downs comes in relationships and, you know, that's how you get the 20 years and the 30 years and the 45 years and all the other stuff. But the ups and downs are financial burdens. The ups and downs are me losing a job, we relocating, us having kids, us downsizing, upsizing. That's not cheating, baby. Cheating is not a part of ups and downs. Infidelity is not a part of ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? Doing it for the kids while you out here creeping around on me is not a part of the ups and downs. You know, And what you allow is ultimately what will continue. And you can't keep thinking that maybe eventually they will change because ultimately speaking, you can't change nobody. And if you go into any relationship having the mindset that you think that you can change that person, then you'll, you're, you're never going to get the benefits out of that relationship because you can't change nobody who don't want to change for themselves first, you know? And I had to learn that he was never going to change for me because I was never, I was never requiring that of him. And because I was never requir- because I was never requiring that of him, he thought that he could keep playing with me until, of course, you know, I nipped that shit in the butt real quick. But, you know, you have to ask yourself when it comes to cheaters, when it comes to staying in a relationship after being cheat after being cheated on, do you know your worth? Do you know how worthy you are? Do you know what you bring to the table? Do you know that you are the table? Do you know Do you know just how great and powerful you are? Because ultimately speaking, what you allow is always what's going to continue. And it's going to it's going to always get worse before it gets better. And the better side is you knowing what you deserve and what you don't deserve. And I'll say this to close this and say this, you know, I bought him his first game system. You know, he's never had a game system. His mom, you know, growing up would always promise him that she got him, you know, next birthday, next Christmas, whatever the case is. And she never held her promise. And when he told me this story, like it broke my heart because I can only imagine. 
And so when Christmas came around, I bought him his first system and he cried. Like he boohoo cried. He's boohoo, boohoo cried. And so those are things that I'm taking that I'm always going to take from that situation because ultimately speaking, what you allow is what will continue. But you also have to understand that sometimes those relationships that you do go into where you think that, you know, what am I not doing? What Or am I not doing enough? Or, you know, why me? Why me? Why me? Sometimes you are literally just the middleman to the other person's side of their happiness. Sometimes your job is to just be the punching bag. Your job is just to teach them what they need to learn to, to be better for the next person. And ultimately speaking, you have to ask yourself, are you a punching bag? And if you know that you're not a punching bag, why allow somebody to make you that in their lives? Why allow somebody to put their own insecurities on you, thinking that you're not worthy enough, making you feel like you're not worthy enough when you know your worth? So cheaters never prosper. What you allow will always continue. Don't let nobody say that ups and downs comes with, 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 you know, the relationship is a part of cheating because that is not true. You know, and ultimately speaking, your partner is a reflection of you. And if you think that your partner can't be all that for you and you don't think that you can be all that for your partner, then y'all don't need to be together. And that's all that. And that's why I'm single because I don't have time. I'm not diminishing my life for nobody. I'm not diminishing my life for nobody. I'm not diminishing my life for no status, for nothing. Because ultimately speaking, it comes down to what you allow is what will continue. And ultimately, the partners that you seek are a reflection of you. And I had to realize that, too, because after him and I went our separate ways, it was like everybody that came after him just kept reminding me of him. And I was just like, ugh, like, can you move? Like, ugh, like, no. But that was because I was still projecting that type of energy. I was still putting that type of vibe out like, oh, all y'all niggas are the same. You know, y'all niggas, y'all don't know what what good y'all have until it's gone, you know. All y'all niggas cheat. All y'all niggas trifling. Da, 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 da. And so that's what I kept getting. I kept getting exactly what I was seeking, you know. And when it comes down to it, you are in control of what you allow. You are in control of the happiness that you want for yourself. You are in control of the type of love you want for yourself. And if if you have that mindset of, you know, as long as he comes home to me, as long as he that that stems from some sort of insecurity. Why do you think that that's the only type of love that you're worthy of getting? A man that is comfortable with dicking down whoever he wants to, and then come home and lay next to you. Maybe that's disrespectful. Maybe that's disrespectful. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No ham. No turkey. You are not going to disrespect me like that. What? Dirty dick. Ain't gonna me. No, thank you. Management. No, what you allow is what will continue. No matter no matter what way, shape, form, or fashion you want to take it, no matter if you want to take it literally, what you allow is what will continue. And that's why cheaters will never prosper. Someone is not going to change for nobody unless they want to change for themselves first. It is not your responsibility to change nobody. It's not your responsibility to diminish your light, to have nobody around you. Your job and your responsibility, your job and your responsibility and your relationships is to be transparent, to be real, to be vulnerable, to be open, to be one with yourself through and through. And it's your partner's responsibility to reflect that same energy. And if they can't uphold their end of the bargain, baby, they don't deserve you.
And that's why I'm single. (laughs) You know, life is too short. Life is too short. And God just is just too great of a person to just make you think that this is the only type of love that you're worthy of. That's just the devil's talk, baby. Listen, since, since him to this day, baby, my life has been an upgrade. Okay? Upgrade. You know, like, come on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's do better. Let's be better. Uphold yourself to a higher standard. You know, having somebody around is not worth you losing yourself ever. And don't let nobody ever think that that is supposed to be a norm because it's not. And on that note, we're going to end this off I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Table Talk. If you not have already, check out our following past episodes below. And I will see you dirty, filthy whore bags later. Y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay safe. Hugs and kisses, y'all. Hugs and motherfucking kisses. Mwah!